Dr. Chris, and this is the Vampire Movie Minute podcast covering the 1985 horror comedy Once Bitten, starring Laura Hutton and Jim Carrey. I am your host, Dr. Chris, and joining me once again from the Vampire Movie Club for these five minutes, because Scott is still recovering from back surgery, is Shannon. Hi there. And we are discussing minutes, beginning with the Holy Third and ending with Skip trying to get his game on with a female vampire. It's beautiful. Skip, a.k.a. Skip Lakey, former guest of the show, a.k.a. Russ, which he said, yes, we rehearsed those scenes many a times. I was like, of course you did. <laughs> <laughs> that's your that's your time to shine is your smooth moves finally work on a female vampire. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, we never get to see the outcome of that, but those are other myths that we will discuss at another time. So we begin with the Countess holding having really nice fangs, and she obviously did some work to talk without the lisp and her mouth was to talk like this. Yeah, she can talk in her fangs. That's one of the things we notice uh, at Vampire Movie Club whenever we see movies with vampires, with fangs. How well do they actually talk in them? I'm a day person. I don't want to be a vampire. <laughs> right? I love that. Um, That's good. And then, of course, uh, we get the drumming of the music. As everything is getting really intense. And what's going to happen, Shannon? <gasps> they are going to run down a hallway for a while. I do love how they build up the suspense in this scene with, like, them running down the hallway. Sorry, not running down the hallway, with the the drums beating as she's, like, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean, leaning in for the bite. And Mark's, like, the stupidest Jim Carrey grin on his face, which he has forever. Why didn't Jim Carrey ever play the fucking Joker? (laughs) He played the Riddler. His possession face is... (laughs) quite Jim Carrey. Oh, <laughs> uh, I mean, it's it, it, we, we had mentioned this before in the performance of Jim Carrey. This is the early signs of what's to come from Jim Carrey years later in Ace Ventura, The Mask, and most recently Sonic the Hedgehog. When he's allowed, I think at this point he isn't allowed to be him yet, and later on he's going to get to the go-ahead to be as ridiculous as he wants, and now it's still, I, I like seeing Jim Carrey just using his acting and being in movies and being funny in movies and not being Jim Carrey in movies. I love I love what uh, Skip says to Cleveland Little's character. Um, Russ says to uh, Sebastian, "Do you want your crotch mm-hmm. set on fire?" Ooh, rough trade. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I just love the way he delivers the line. <laughs> I love Sebastian. Um, and then of course, like Robin's trying to convince him, "I'm the girl whose pants you've been trying to get into for the last four years." Oh, my gosh. Yes. <laughs> and then, of course, what is the Countess doing as Robin is trying to seduce Mark with her, like, virginity? Just sitting there. Like, is this the point where she still has her cigarette, or did she no, get rid of it? No, the Countess is caressing her breast line. You didn't see that? No. Yes, when Robin is just like, Mark, I'm the girl whose pants you've been trying to get into for the last oh four years. Oh, my goodness. And the Countess is sitting there staring at Mark, and she is running her fingernails down her chest over her breast. Oh, my goodness gracious. No, I completely missed that, and that's hilarious. Yes, like Laura Hutton is being the seductress we know and love her to be, being a former Playboy playmate. Oh, my God, I love it. (laughs) Uh, And then, of course, she's just like, put the cross away, Robin. It only works in movies. Besides, I'm an atheist. That would have very good. (laughs) I love this scene. It's so goofy. And then, of course, like, she's like, and she's got the spell, the mind control, tele, 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 
it's not telekinesis, it's telepathy. No, is it telepathy or just mind control? Or because oh, Mark's she... blood's in her body, she has her connection to him. Mm-hmm. That's probably what it is. But then we get the best line of all time when she's just like, I could be yours, Mark, forever. I mean, why don't you say it, Shannon? You probably do a better delivery of it than I can. Okay, so the Countess tries to seduce Mark by saying that they'll bang for centuries. I guess she's really into Mark, maybe. Because she yeah. doesn't seem to have a relationship with anybody in the movie, but she seems very much into Mark. Was she this way with all of her conquests? Did she turn all of these vampires? It's never established how these vampires got with the Countess, with the exception of Confederate flag vampire, or, yes, Confederate flag vampire and uh, uh, cabin boy vampire both make indications of being virgins when the Countess found them, because virginity was still popular. Mm-hmm. Um, Everyone else, I'm assuming she turned and she went after women, too. She's bisexual, I'm assuming. None of the vampires have names other than the Countess, which, by the way, Countess is not a name, it's a title. So we never even learn the Countess's name. But all the vampires are labeled by how they return. Cabin Boy Vampire, Chalkney Vampire, uh, Flower Girl Vampire, Cabin Boy Vampire, Confederate Flag Vampire, Ace World War One Vampire, and Twins Vampires. Mm-hmm. Um, and then and Sebastian, who's a ghoul, obviously. Uh, but not like the ghoul in uh, played by Brian. Uh, God damn it! What's his name? The alien bounty hunter from the X Files is in Fright Night Part Two. Nope, it's not gonna come. It's not gonna be there. But you know what I mean. They, uh, they, mm-hmm. they, they, you don't see Sebastian like chewing on insects every five minutes like uh, Renfield. Yeah. Uh, which is fine because right. I don't need to see that. Uh, we can just assume that he he does that on the side. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so, so like I, I, I again, it's like is Countess really into Mark or does she have a relationship with every one of the guys that she people she turns? until yeah. she needs the next one. Yeah, I don't know. I wonder if that's why they stick around or if Jim Carrey just has his Jim Carrey charm and that's what's keeping her into him. Right, right. But, of course, it's followed up with one of the greatest lines of all time. I can be yours, Mark, forever. Showing you joys you never dreamed possible in your most fevered adolescent slumber. Mark doesn't want you because you're mean and evil. He wants me because I'm nice and sweet and pure. So fuck off! And that is the best line in the movie, from Robin to the Countess. Which it is very Mark good. After that version, as she freaks out, which I read that, uh, and according to uh, one of our guests on the show, the Count- Robin was not supposed to say fuck off. The actress who said who plays Robin, and then she tries it's... to headbutt Laura Hutton. That reaction of Laura Hutton is genuine. Oh, my goodness. She says, fuck off, and then tries to headbutt her when she does it. And Laura's reaction, being stepping back, was genuine. Oh, my gosh. Like, her complete, like, uh, 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 whoa. <laughs> Do you know what she was supposed to say? That's it. She's just supposed to say, you're mean and evil. Oh, and that's then not leave, fun. And then grab him and leave. But she <laughs> decided to improvise. I think she's supposed to say something else, but then it, she, he didn't remember quite what it was. But that her re, Laura's reaction was very genuinely like, oh, <laughs> like somebody well, tried to lunge at you. Opens. Yeah, so that that's very funny. Um, after that version, <laughs> and then of course they try to fend off the vampires, and Jamie gives Mark his torch and says, "I'll see you in school tomorrow." That is so I enjoy that more than I should just for how they still have a regular life and 
even though these crazy supernatural things are happening, they still have regular life. Right. And have you watched the movie yet on your podcast? Because I haven't listened to every single one of your episodes. But have you watched possibly my favorite vampire movie of all time, My Best Friend is a Vampire? No, not yet. You have to watch that movie. It has okay. Gregory Peck's daughter. I don't remember her name, but she is the countess vampire in the movie who turns our main character, who is Wesley from House fame, the House TV series, okay. Uh, okay. the Poet Society. Oh, my God. The voice of Raz Ghul from the Batman animated series is the vampire hunter in the movie. Oh, gosh. Uh, it was supposed to be called a teenage, uh, My Life as a Teenage Vampire, but for whatever reason, they decided to change it to My Best Friend is a Vampire. The movie is not from the perspective of the guy whose name should be in the title of that film. It's, again, from the guy who's being turned into a vampire. The oh. Star Trek DS9 actor who recently just passed away, who played Odo, he oh, was yes. the um, Obi-Wan Kenobi vampire to our main character, the guy, one who was like guiding him through his you know, new life and stuff. Oh, um, oh there, the 1987. Okay, I'm looking on my list. It is on there, and I will make sure to put it toward the top. And the female love interest of the movie, who's kind of a, like, she's all that kind of thing, where she's like, oh, look, when she takes her glasses off, she's beautiful. Isn't she's that always, crazy? Yeah, which is always annoying. It is beautiful from beginning to end, but she's got, like, short, really short, short haircut, which made me fall in love with women with really short, short haircuts. <laughs> uh, Kathy Bates, by the way, this is her first movie. and she looks My un- best friend is a vampire is Kathy Bates' first movie. She looks completely unrecognizable because this is before she gained weight. Oh, my goodness she's gracious. Really thin. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, my God, that's Kathy Bates. <laughs> and if you ever watch the TV series Coach, one of the mm-hmm. main characters from Coach is on the show. Not the guy who plays Spon- uh, SpongeBob's best friend or the guy from Poltergeist, but the other main Coach character. Jerry Van Dyke? No, the other one that... <laughs> oh. <laughs> so there's like four main Coach characters. There's there's Craig Nelson. There's, there's Patrick Starr. There's... Jerry Van Dyke, and then there's a fourth one who is like the education <laughs> coach character. Gotcha. He plays our main character's father. The only bad part of the movie, by the way, the best part of the movie is the song Gotta Wear Shades, played a lot in the film. The only bad oh part goodness. of the movie is the parents don't know what to do with their son because they think he's gay. Because the best friend comes downstairs and goes, you don't want to know. There are just some things you don't talk about. This is after he finds out his best friend is a vampire. After he thinks it's bullshit, and then he's just like, holy shit, my friend's a monster. And the parents are just like, oh my god, he's gay. And then they meet the girlfriend. They're like, oh, okay, we're so relieved you're not a homosexual. And I'm like, oh, no. Mm. But they make a comment like you just said in this movie where there's normal day-to-day stuff because his MODOK vampire... Obi-Wan guy says, why don't you come with us? You'll be a vampire amongst vampires and you don't have to worry about shit anymore. And he's just like, I got some friends here. I got a girlfriend. I got school tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm okay with being a vampire. By the way, they also confirmed that he is a living vampire, not a dead vampire, because he didn't die oh. to become a vampire. <laughs> okay. So that movie makes that distinction that you can be alive and become a vampire or dead and become a vampire? Right. Which always oh, cool. makes me remind me of a little-known vampire character in the Spider-Man mythos who's getting his own big-budget live-action movie, unfortunately uh. delayed until 2021 because of quarantine, Morbius mm-hmm. the Living Vampire. Morbius is a guy with a blood disease that uses bat DNA to become healthier and stronger, but unfortunately starts tr- slowly transforming him into a monster vampire bat creature. 
Ooh, I'm going to have to be on the lookout for that one. Which, if you have Disney+, Plus, by the way, those episodes of the Spider-Man 90s animated cartoon series are on there with Morbius' guest star, as well as the first animated and media appearance of Blade the Vampire Hunter. Nice. Yeah. Maybe we do need to get Disney+. Plus. Yes. So they say, see you in school tomorrow, and then Robin and Mark run mm-hmm. into the coffee room, and Mark's like, oh my god. And I like the bunk bed coffins and how they're all, like, a little bit different. Right, yeah, they're all indicative to their personality, hence why, why Mark needs the deluxe job. Um, mm-hmm. Then the vampires go chasing after him, and they leave behind Jamie and uh, Russ, who ask, where is the bathroom? <laughs> In the middle of it all. He is so focused on the bathroom for those scenes. I gotta go to the bathroom! Put a tie, tie it off! I can't help yeah. it, it always happens when I'm scared! <laughs> We've tried to have that actor on the show who plays Jamie. We're not being able to reach him, but I reached a guy who had the same name, and he's like, I get this all the time. You're talking about, oh, the, no. you're talking about the vampire movie, right? I'm like, yes. He's like, it's not me. But I can oh. tell you that this guy has the same background I do in the psychology. And I'm like, no way. That's so crazy. <laughs> yeah. So the vampires chase after Mark and Robin. They smash their way through a bunch of stuff, and they're completely useless and idiotic as Mark is trying to get his pants on backwards. As Jamie Pants and Russ, on, down the stairs, holding a torch. <laughs> as Jamie and Russ begin trying to court the two sexy female vampires. <laughs> I'm a mature person, and you're a mature person. And that's how the five <laughs> minutes ends. And the doors, like, uh, Jamie and <laughs> Russ were trapped behind the doors, but the doors are just bars that, like, not even jail bars, but, like, artistic art deco, like, squared off. Like, you could have told... Why can't they open these doors? I like the vampire from... Uh, United Kingdom, what is Cockney? Cockney is that how it's pronounced? It's the way Jason Statement talks. Oh, Cockney. Cockney, that's the word I'm looking for. Yes, hello, hello, <laughs> hello. Look what got left behind. I can't do it very well. I butcher it horribly, <laughs> but that is basically the way that Jason Statement talks. Yes. In his early days of his career, nowadays, yeah, before his, his, his accent mm-hmm. has faded a lot because he's been um, in so many American movies. But yeah. if you watch like the Italian Job, oh yeah, you can hear it. <laughs> Uh, what, what's the guy who played the Juggernaut in the third X-Men movie? He was in uh, Gone in 60 Seconds. Yep. That guy, Vinny, Vinny Jones. He also has that same type of accent. Oh, okay. Yeah, uh, uh, Cockney, which I was in a uh, stage play, and I was supposed to do a Cockney accident, uh, accent, and I couldn't do it, and that made my role go to somebody else. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah. I, just I am not with no good lines. with accents at all. No. We do a bunch of theater, and... Uh, I was in a British play, and I was really hoping that they would just make me the American girlfriend, but they're like, nope, you have to have a British accent, and it was terrible. How much fun do you think it is busting through the wall for that one vampire? That one vampire? That one random brick wall? That must have been the greatest. (laughs) Must have felt like Godzilla on the set of a Japanese movie. Oh my gosh. I want to bust through a fake brick wall? That sounds amazing. Um... But sorry, Countess, you're not the best tactician, neither is Sebastian, because you don't have them right where you want them. And our five minutes ends with uh, the ace World War One vampire colliding into a pole. Yes, that's so good. Yep. <laughs> like, so basic. Uh, my husband loves that kind of stuff where it's just like the like old, old, um, like physical comedy where they could have done anything, but he had both of them and they just ran him into the pole. That's it for these five minutes of the Vampire Movie Minute podcast as we are uh, very close to ending the coverage of Once Bitten. You can find us on the Vampire Movie Minute podcast on Facebook and Twitter, and you can find you at... 
You can find me on Twitter at Vamp Movie Club or Instagram or Facebook at Vampire Movie Club. And you can send us an email, thatradiohorror at gmail.com. Recommend vampire movies for us that you want us to break down. We will be doing Life Force next, followed by What We Do in the Shadows. So stay tuned for those. We have uh, some people coming on from Life Force, actually, which is very interesting, including a certain nude vampire. (laughs) (gasps) All the fun I'm going to have talking to her. (laughs) Thank you, everybody.